1: canto by dispatch today i'm Brittany, and joining me today as always is my friend emily lynn hi emily hi Brittany. how are you
0: i'm okay how are you doing
1: i'm doing good just trying to stay away from the heat and the fires and everything bad that is deciding to happen now
0: that's a lot of things
1: yeah California is on fire.
0: Yeah, that's scary.
1: It is because a lot of the fires started off like northern California and yesterday there was a big heat wave that's supposed to last through today or tomorrow or forever, feels like forever. But there was a fire that had just started yesterday that that's a couple of hills past my house. And thank God, like, if it goes over the hill, then I'm fucked. So I l- literally, like, last night, I, I was driving around. I had to go return some things somewhere. And I drove past three fires that had just started, not counting the one that was by my house. And I'm just like, what, what the fuck is this year? Yeah. Yeah,
0: but... I don't know. Uh, hopefully this fire will go out. Yeah, man. I can't even... That's very scary. Like, I've seen pictures of fires and stuff. It's pretty terrifying.
1: It is. Like, it, I know that each... Every place is different with, like, the natural disasters. You know, there's, like, the hurricanes. There's the tornadoes. The tsunamis. The fires. And honestly, like, I think... The fires are just so terrible, and not because like i have experi—I've only experienced fires, but like God, like fire is just so unforgiving and cruel and devastating. But uh, I don't know. I'm hopeful that you know it gets better and you know, more lives aren't in danger and people's homes aren't in danger. But uh, anyways, how's your week been?
0: Oh, uh, you know, pretty uneventful. Haven't really been up to much.
1: Hmm. How is New York with opening back
0: up? Um, I think we're sort of in a holding pattern right now. Like, because we sort of opened up as much as we can, because we're not at a point when, like, indoor dining is a possibility yet. But um, recently, like, schools reopening, like, physically was delayed again. And that's, like, a huge fight between the city and the teachers union. But, no, we've sort of been in the same place for a while, I feel like.
1: Yeah, it feels like it. I feel like compared to, like, everywhere else, like, New York has been hit the hardest. And I feel like California's been hit pretty hard, too. But we've reopened almost everything. Like, our theaters just reopened. Like, indoor dining reopened again. The schools are reopening. Um, Rusty uh, was supposed to go back to San Diego State because... For some reason, they allowed only their freshmen to be on campus to do their general ed. But uh, it came out last week that 60 students had the virus, and now it's over 100. So now they have axed that plan. And I just I feel like that's going to be happening with so many school districts that are going to reopen.
0: I mean, it has been happening, and like there've been like tons of colleges that are like suddenly have these heat surges because, of course, they have because. What, what did they think was going to happen? Like, you know, a bunch of 18, 19 year olds are like, yeah, they're going to have parties and shit. Like, it doesn't matter what your, like, guidelines are. They shouldn't have reopened.
1: I can't imagine going to someone's house right now that, like, I have no, I haven't had, like, communication or physical contact with in, like, a year and, like, drinking and, interacting without masks like i can't imagine doing that like that's just so foreign just human interaction in general like you know i interact with like you know my family carlos's family but like that's it like those are the only people i've had contact with like just imagining like going to a party or no it's
0: nuts like nobody should be doing it. it's completely irresponsible and selfish
1: it is like it uh, it's so shitty and so many people are getting sick. Like you hear those stories about like someone having a wedding and all those people from the wedding getting sick and people dying because they went to the wedding or because they are in contact with someone who went to the wedding. It's it's so tricky and it just sucks and it just reminds us that, you know, we need to make be safe, we need to make good decisions and unfortunately those around us aren't making good decisions. But I'm thankful that we're both sitting here on Skype making good decisions well do you know who's not making good decisions right now uh star wars yeah that's correct
0: yeah it's been a uh, not great week yeah it's been uh really bad so i guess like to lead into it we'll start with them like start with the mandalorian thing because it's such like a non thing to even like, but it leads into the bigger thing, which is so I think, I guess it was Wednesday that Star Wars dropped the Mandalorian second season is premiering on October 30th. Now, just on the surface of it, like it seems kind of weird and dumb that you would drop this news randomly on Twitter on a Wednesday three days after what should have been celebration like that seems like it would be a poorly planned thing to do but i mean it wouldn't be the first time that star wars did that so you could shrug it off as it being badly managed promotion except it happened to be the same day that a pretty explosive interview with john Payega came out um in the british version of gq and whether or not you think that was an intentional thing to try to shift the conversation you would think that they like let's say they already had a plan to drop that day you think they would be smart enough to realize hey maybe we should push it off because this is going to seem like we're trying to shift this conversation. So like, I I I don't know. I absolutely think it was a deliberate thing and it's really fucking gross. But what's your what's your take on it?
1: It seems too fucked up to be real that they saw that he said these things in this article and rushed to make the decision to release the date of the mandalorian but wouldn't you think that they would have released a trailer first like before like announcing like the date of hey new episodes are going to air because that's what usually shows do is that they show a trailer and they either announce like the month or the year or the day and we didn't get any of that like and i feel like a part of me really doesn't want to connect both of these things because that's just so shitty that they saw this article of him pouring his heart out and saying i was sidelined like they they fucked me and them being like well shit like what do we do what do we do oh let's announce the mandalorian like that just seems so fucked up
0: but it's effective like there's all sorts of people like tweeting about it and shit
1: Yeah but you know and I feel like their goal of that was to you know get the attention away from that article but you know it's been something that I've been thinking about for the past couple days and the Mandalorian isn't like the fact that John was brave enough to sit here and talk about his experience and about how he felt and how just shitty of an experience it was like that's more important to me than some show announcing that it, there's some show that I really like announcing that they're going to do another season. Like, fuck the show. Like, yeah, I care more about human rights and, you know, people not being fucking assholes and putting other people's feelings aside Over some fucking TV show.
0: Um, I do like anybody who hasn't hasn't read the interview yet, I highly recommend that you do. It has the sort of honesty that you um you don't often see in celebrity profiles. Um particularly talking about something as sensitive as racism. And I mean there's a reason for that, which is it affects people's careers when they talk about it openly and honestly. And um, it is uh, a a testament to who John Boyega is as a person that he, he felt that it was more important to speak out about this and, and to risk like potentially, you know, these, I would, I would say, especially like, you know, like major studios saying we don't want to work with that guy um so i mean absolutely like the the amount of i've always i've always liked him but the amount of respect that i have for him like just coming forward like this like it's not it's not something you do in a vacuum like that could torpedo your career
1: you know this also makes me really think about when um in i think it was early june when he made that speech about uh the black lives matter movement or something and uh star wars tweeted you know something like we stand and support you john boyega like how much of a slap in the face do you think that was to john that something like star wars that completely fucked him over just was like oh john like you're doing so great good job we support you like I don't even know for a second if Star Wars has really supported him. You know, seeing all what John has gone through for the past couple of years, dealing with, you know, racist and horrible fans, and especially Kelly, too, and them making this social media post. Like, it just seems so two-faced.
0: Yeah. But um, he gets into a lot here, and I'm not going to, like, read the whole thing verbatim or anything, um, but... You know, one of the one of the things he talks about is this idea that you are just supposed to to shut up and be grateful, like even even when you are having a bad experience, even when you are told one thing and then another happens. And he talks about you know, like in that like um, first movie where it really seems like. there's going to be so much importance for Finn. And I, I love the character of Finn and it's really, and I don't want to get into like, whether the movies are good or not, because that's so completely beyond the point. And it doesn't like, it doesn't matter whether i like or dislike any of his particular storylines because it's, it's so much deeper than that, which is they set him up to be like the guy and the in the in the Star Wars like and you know there was all of the um promotions for the Force Awakens which had him with the lightsaber and it really made it seem like there was going to be a young black jedi and how much they promoted that seemingly just as like a as a way to protect the the secret that it was really going to be ray and that's so shitty to do to people like to to raise the hopes of all like black people and other people of color who are looking at this and seeing hey it's finally not just a white dude like we're like the idea that you could have all these um I mean anybody who's like who's been watching stars for a while, but I also think of all like the like little kids who are watching this and were finally gonna see a Jedi who looked like him and then it didn't happen, and then it didn't happen, and then it didn't happen. But like Disney still wants to get credit for it. Like they they promoted the hell out of him and then take that away. Um, seems seems to be one of the, his his big gripes is the way that they promoted how diverse they were, and then just totally totally sidelined him. And um, he talks, you know, he talks about Kyla Marie Tran, of course, and also he mentions like Naomi Ackie and stuff. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is it's not. He's not just like talking about screen time, but he's also talking about the the type of stuff that he's given to do. Um, there's one. And I do want to read this quote. Like you guys know what to do with Daisy Ridley. You know what to do with Adam driver. You know what to do with these other people, but when it comes to Kelly Marie Tran, when it comes to John Vega, you know, fuck all. So what do you want me to say? What they want me to say is I enjoyed being a part of it. It was a great experience. Nah, nah, nah. I'll take that deal when it is a great experience. They gave all the nuance to Adam Driver, all the nuance to Daisy Risley. Let's be honest, Daisy knows this, Adam knows this, everybody knows, I'm not exposing anything. And, and, like, yeah, and it's especially, like, when you look at at where Finn's character started, like, he was a stormtrooper who confronted with the, like, horror of a battle, like, broke his own conditioning. And that's a story that is so ripe to be explored. Like, that could be the centerpiece of the entire trilogy. And it seemed like in that first movie, that's where they're going, and then they don't.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I... I found, like, the -the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, very shitty, too, about how, you know, his stylist would kind of give him shit about, you know, the clothes that he'd want to wear and how they hired a hairdresser who had absolutely no experience, you know, handling, you know, hair like his or... I don't know. And it just, it adds to how... Of course, they want to say that, you know, he's had an enjoyable experience and that he's so thankful to have this experience. But how could you be thankful and happy when you're behind the scenes, like dealing with so much like wasn't he assigned like an anger management coach because like they didn't like like how he did like interviews or something?
0: There was. I don't know if it's anger management coach. There was somebody who, like I do remember hearing about that is they, they thought he came off as as angry or aggressive. And that that it wouldn't wouldn't they they'd never do that to like adam driver or something there's no way because the way we perceive white people saying something is very different than the way we perceive black people from saying something and yeah the the backstage stuff is like the the hair stuff is something i hear like that's one of those reasons i mean obviously i mean this shows like it's not enough to have um a diverse cast you also have to have diverse writers and diverse crew But I often hear this from from actresses of color and actors of color who are are talking about how, like, they'll go onto a set and the makeup people, like, won't even have the right colors for their foundation. Like, that's how not used to working with Black people they are. It
1: reminds me of... Here, let me pull up the exact. So that actually reminds me of, so Steele did a live show or a hyper chat with Les and Maria, who I fucking love Maria. Like, Maria, if you're listening, like, holy shit. If you guys have the chance, like, listen to that. And she said something that really, like, stood out to me about how when you go to a hotel and they only have hair care products for white people. And that, yeah, that was uh, so shitty. And I feel like right now I am at this weird crossroads with a lot of the things that I love and that I've cherished for so many years and finding out just how shitty they are and just what I want to do with that like what do I continue going down this path of you know loving this thing knowing that it's causing people so much pain and so much sadness and anguish and anger and all these negative feelings or do I just let it all go and just say fuck it like it just it's hearing stuff like this constantly and seeing the decisions a corporation is making especially now not even especially now just in general like there's no excuses for this behavior like what do you do
0: yeah and um Going back to something Maria said on Steel Show, and please listen to that, please listen to her, the other show she's on, Sisters with Sabres, but like sh- what, what what she said is like from her perspective, it's you still love this thing and you push it to be better. And you you call them to account when they're not. and And I think that's good. And I think it's especially something that white people need to do because we need to make sure we aren't putting the entire burden of that on people who are already um, faced far more societal burdens than we ever will. Like, and we need to like use that privilege to make sure that we're also like calling this shit out or more importantly, like raising up the voices of people of color who are calling it out. And, like you know we need to we need to listen and that thing is like when this article came out and it was just like the replies to it are just like arguing about whether or not like The Last Jedi is good or whether or not The Rise of Skywalker is good and it's like it, using this as a chance to like relitigate the quality of those movies is, is just yeah. fucking disgusting because it's so it's so far beyond the point
1: I just hated how people were using this article to make an excuse that Ryan Johnson ruined the Star Wars trilogy by um, giving Finn l- less of a role,
0: and um... I do like, like 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 Ryan's not perfect, and that movie's not perfect. And you can definitely, you know, you can definitely be mad that he doesn't have a bigger role in that movie. But also, I would say most of the people who are using this article as an excuse to attack Ryan are people who were also mad that there was a black stormtrooper, like. The, it's like the people who like use this to weaponize against Ryan, like it's and that's completely apart from people who just don't like that movie. But the people who tried to weaponize this, are, you know, they're just using that as like a as a as a cover because they're the same people who have been like racially vilifying John and Kelly and like f- for you know years now. It's just really shitty. Like
1: I want Star Wars to be so much better than this like this is embarrassing like the fact that this happened and this is happening to you know multiple people and just fucking john like he he doesn't deserve all the fucking hate that he gets from quote fans like
0: yeah and the other thing is how many people just like rush to dismiss his own experiences like the again and he, and he talks about it directly here but this like the idea that he should just shut up and be grateful that he was in star wars and oh you know like that just happens sometimes as your character you know like you just aren't as important as you thought you're going to be and like all this shit and it's just it doesn't it doesn't matter how much I love The Last Jedi it doesn't matter how much I love John in The Last Jedi like this is his lived experience and it's not for anybody else to like tell him that that's untrue or wrong
1: I feel like that's such like a generational thing or things that you know our parents and grandparents have like passed on, on us that you know we should be thankful for what we have and etc cetera, et cetera. but we should also speak out for what's wrong and try to fix it. Like, how are we supposed to make change when we're supposed to sit here and be thankful for abuse and shitty behavior? Like we need to change that and we need to speak out against what's wrong and
0: make the world a better place. Like, (sighs) and it is like, because it's still, you know, it's not it's not just something that we saw with John. Like look look, it's the same thing happened with with Kelly. Uh look at Tandy Newton in solo. I mean, that's that's like how much they promoted her being in it, how much they promoted Val versus how much she's actually in that movie. And how much they hyped people up on this is the first like black woman in Star Wars and isn't that so cool and then does do anything and then she dies and like the first act of the movie I just
1: remember her showing up to the Canes in that beautiful dress with all the black Star Wars actors on it and her also knowing her own fate in this movie you know you see her in that dress and think Oh my god, that's amazing. Like, she's gonna have such, like, a great role in this movie. And, you know, so many people are gonna look up to her. But she only got, what, like, 15, 20 minutes in the fucking movie? Not even that. Probably, like, five.
0: I would've been... Yeah, and then she she gets killed to drive the emotional story for the older white man. Always, always good to see. No, but, I mean... Tandy's also somebody who uh, has has not had a problem standing up for herself in interviews. Um, her, I always I always recommend reading anything that, that she does or watching any of her videos because she's I mean, she is fucking awesome. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't know. This shit sucks. And it's been a long it's been a long week. And it's, like, I feel like I've had all this shit, like, the back of my head. And I just want change to happen. Like, I want us to learn from these mistakes and, you know, make Star Wars, like, make the world, like, a better place. And, you know, to do that, you know, we have to speak out against shitty behavior. And I don't know. It just Star Wars yeah. needs to be better and do better and I don't think that we can say that enough and I feel like the more that we say it and the more that they're not doing it it just it's really disheartening and it makes me just want to uh, say fuck it like
0: yeah and it's been like they keep like raising people's hopes up like I remember like when when Les was talking on Steel Show like he talked about how excited he was going into Force Awakens and then, okay, okay, it turns out, you know, it turns out Rey's the Jedi, whatever, whatever, but but like Finn could still be Force Sensitive, Finn could still be, and so it's like, okay, next movie they're going to do it. And then it doesn't only really happen in The Last Jedi, but he still had this hope of, in the next movie, in the next movie we're going to get it. And that I find, like, particularly heartbreaking. And, you know, it's something like, um, like my little brother, like, I know, because he, my mom has showed him all the Star Wars movies, and he was so excited about Finn and the force awakens. Like, you know, he would have been. I thought he would have been like 13 when that movie came out. So that's like, that's like prime time to see like this young man who looks like you on screen, being, being a Jedi in these movies that you love. And that could have been so cool. And he still loved Finn and he still loved John's performance, but like, And, you know, in those next two movies, like the excitement he had talking about that character definitely wasn't wasn't the same. Yeah. And I think I think it's also been brought into relief um, with with the um, untimely passing of Chadwick Boseman and seeing all these all these pictures of these kids doing the Wakanda forever salute. With their with their Black Panther toys, and you realize one of the reasons it's hit people so hard is he, he's the only one, like he is the black superhero that we've gotten. And I'm not saying it like wouldn't be tragic if you know a white actor playing a playing a superhero died at 43 of cancer, like it's terrible. It's but they don't have the weight of that on them because like as, as as a white person like like 99% of the heroes in movies are white people so they don't have to they don't have to have the the entire like they don't represent everybody they, they, they don't have to take upon themselves the entire mantle of being v1 and so it makes it it makes it even harder
1: I don't know everything is just so shitty right now and just i don't know i just i i want better for society i want better for star wars and and i feel like that's i'm not really hopeful and i want to be you know i i try to stay positive about everything you know i give excuses to so much that i shouldn't and i feel like i'm coming to a point where it's like i can't give excuses anymore and that just some things are just really shitty and they might be forever but what do you do
0: i mean you just, you just gotta try to make it better and you listen and you like learn and you push others to do the same but i don't know like yeah star wars stars wars has a long way to go
1: yeah and it's like i feel like with star wars you know you try to push you try to push but like they refuse to budge and they refuse to take accountable that some of the things they do and say are hurtful and disgusting and you know they just refuse to listen and it just it's so heartbreaking to see something you love not listen and I feel like you can say that for, like, a lot of things, you know, like, with, like, family or with, you know, the people that you love and the things that you love where, you know, you want to make it better and you want to help make change and make a difference, but there's no effort back.
0: Well, and it's, again, it's that they still they still make these promises and they still, like, want to be seen as, like, how, like, how diverse they are and all of that shit, you know, I mean look I'm I'm a cis white woman I have a ton of privilege and I see characters who look like me all the time on the screen but like even just you know in smaller ways like like with the the um, LGBT representation when you have like JG being like oh no we're gonna we're gonna have representation in this movie and then it's a half second kiss between a nothing character in the Background of a celebrations scene, like it's so shitty. I know it's it's like when fucking and was talking about oh oh you know Lando's pansexual when by that he means he flirts with a fucking female robot. Like they want it, they want to be patted on the back for that, and that's. I'm just fucking over it. It just makes me sad, like. I'm a
1: privileged white woman. You know, I've seen myself in, like, many characters, too. And it just sucks that so many people can't and that so many people, you know, are promised, like, for a second, you know, like, seeing those Force Awakens teasers and seeing John Boyd with a lightsaber and, you know, kids being like, there's a black Jedi, holy fucking shit, he looks just like me. And then sidelighting the character.
0: Uh, uh, And I hate this, like, like this mindset that people get in of. Like, as fans, as, oh, we have to defend Lucasfilm or Disney or Marvel or all these, like, fucking billion-dollar companies. Like, that they rush to defend a corporation over an individual speaking out about their own lived experience. Like, somehow they have to protect poor little disney from the evil john boyega and it's just like it's like it drives me insane i can't i can't handle it
1: it's like the people who boycott like certain celebrities for like tweeting about politics on twitter like do you know how many people like tweeted at like jim gaffigan that like they're never going to listen to him again or support him again because he spoke out against something that he truly believes in like that's fucking ridiculous that's why we're given these platforms and why freedom of speech exists is so that we can fight against racism and fight against you know pure evil in the world and you know make the world a better place and how are we supposed to do that by like staying quiet you know like that's just that the idea that you know, because we're speaking out against something that we shouldn't get support or that because John Boyega is speaking out against something that hurt him and did a lot of damage to him that, you know, he shouldn't be in movies or this or that. Like, that's bullshit. That's complete
0: bullshit. Like, like if, you're, if your identity is so wrapped up in liking these movies that you somehow like, can twist him speaking out against this to, like, a personal attack on you. Like, he's not telling anybody not to like those movies. He's not telling anybody not to like Star Wars. Like, he's just saying it should be better and that they they treated him badly and that's fucked up. Yeah.
1: It should be as simple as that, but people take that like personally, that John is speaking out against Star Wars, you know, probably a ton of Star Wars fans, or not a ton, I don't want to say it, like just maybe like a Star Wars fan see that, and see that, you know, seeing him speak out against Star Wars, and say that's offensive, how dare you do that, but it's like it's not, because that's his experience, like how do you judge an experience that you've never fucking went through, like you're not an actor, like you... You're not John Boyega. Like you have no right to tell him what to say, what to do, and how to feel.
0: Yeah, and again, it's like I keep coming back to like the oh, you just need to shut up and be grateful. I'm like, no, it's it's like because you know, like oh, because it's Star Wars and it gave you all this and I'm like, honestly, to me like that's what makes it even a worse experience is that it should have been so good. To like be be cast in Star Wars and like how exciting that would be as a young actor. And I would imagine how exciting it would be as a young black actor to like, you're like treading entirely new ground. Like the idea that you can be the representation that you didn't have as a kid and how, like, I, I mean, I can't, I can't even really like imagine what that must be like, but like, like (laughs) to take on that responsibility and and then to have it taken away from you and to see yourself get sidelined and knowing that it's not just happening to you, but it, what it's taking away from, from all the people who are watching this movie. I I mean,
1: I'm just thankful that, you know, we can sit here and agree that, you know, we need to speak out against shitty behavior and. You know, and that we want Star Wars to be better. You know, we want a lot of things to be better. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thankful to have you during these, like, really, like, shitty times. And, I don't know, just someone to talk to about it. Because, like, it's, it's been hard for me to talk about these issues lately. And, because I feel like. hmm I don't have a lot of people I can confide in with stuff like this so I appreciate it
0: but you know again if you haven't read the GQ article go listen like read it watch watch the video with John um I, I I don't I don't really understand how you can read it and and come away like, being angry at him. Like, like I mean, obviously, the answer to that is if you have some deep-seated racism, but...
1: Yeah, and if you want to talk about John Boyega without reading this interview, like, don't fucking bother. Like, read the article, then... Yeah. Just read it. Like, don't say shit until you read it. Thanks. This makes me just, like, want to eat, like, a whole jug of, like, ice cream or something. Like, my mom went to the store last night and bought our favorite ice cream, which is the orange sherbet with, like, the chocolate chips in it. Ugh. That's, like, that's a good comfort food. What's a comfort food for you?
0: Um, I mean, I like ice cream. Also, um, like, peanut butter and jelly. That's helpful a lot.
1: That does sound good. I can't remember last time I had peanut butter. Peanut butter is delicious.
0: And, um, Chewy Chips Ahoy cookies. Just the chewy ones. The other ones are kind of shitty, but I love the little chewy ones. They don't really taste much like cookies, but they taste delicious and sugary.
1: Have you seen those videos of like people like crumbling up like the cookies and putting milk in it and making it like a mug cake?
0: no that sounds weird
1: I know it's weird but I'd eat it <laughs> I need anything like a nice warm pizza I need that like a white top pizza I love a good like white top pizza. Or just any pizza. Like, give me any pizza, I'll eat it. I'll cherish it. I'll worship it. All this stuff. I love pizza.
0: Carbs are always comforting. Like a big bowl of pasta.
1: I know. I've been waiting to find the perfect time to carbo-load. Andrea and Blake um, were telling me about this uh, restaurant in San Diego that has a really good Italian food. and. I feel like I'm going to cave in one of these days in the next couple of weeks and go to it because it just looks delicious and it just looks like I need it and I'll just have all the pasta. Like I, I'm not the biggest pasta person, but like I love pasta, like, but I've never gone to a restaurant and had spaghetti. Like, and that just feels like so weird. Like, cause I feel like spaghetti, you know, you have it at your house. Like that's the one thing that I've never like had in a restaurant. <laughs> Is like restaurant style spaghetti.
0: You know? Yeah I can understand that. Because it's fairly like easy and cheap to make on your own. Like I'll get fancier pastas. it's, But generally not just get like spaghetti and meatballs. It's like paying to
1: go out of your way. You know to go to a restaurant. And get like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know? I understand like a peanut butter and jelly (laughs) burger. Like I had one of those once. And it was delicious. But. Yeah, it, it, like some things are an exception, like a tuna sandwich. Like some places can make a really, really good fucking tuna sandwich, or like uh, any other sandwich, because you can make a sandwich at home. But like some places just do better. Hmm. Do we have email or anything? I don't know you can look I don't know my my account's been weird lately I don't think I've gotten oh oh wow we have mail my phone was like glitching out the other day because every now and then it's like you need to put the password for this email and I'm just like I'll do it later that's like no you need to do it now and I'm like no I'll do it later and just this big battle of laziness. Okay. So we got a Fuck Mary Kill from our beautiful and lovely friend, Catherine. Uh, she says Hello, Cantobiters. With the release of th- the trailer for Netflix, Enola Holmes, it occurs to me that there are th- now three recent TV versions of Sherlock Holmes. Three of something is perfect for a Fuck Mary Kill. So Fuck Mary Kill, Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> from Sherlock. Johnny Lee Miller from Elementary and Henry Cavill, Alona Holmes. I didn't know Helen, Henry Cavill was in that, but okay. Uh, she says, "I'm gonna think very hard on these scenarios for a while. Wishing I could be at celebration with you. I'd even go on Autopia with you, Brittany. Oh, Catherine. I'd let you drive, or I don't know. Like I don't know if you want to drive or like be the passenger. Cause I mean, driving is fine, but like being the passenger is fine Cause it's like you get to look around and." Look at the other people driving. I mean, you can do that while driving too, but those steering wheels are kind of hard to, you know, f- to work with because it's like, if you aren't paying attention, then your car can just like whiplash you around a- just like a tiny bit. But I drive for you, Emily, so that you can be the passenger and look around.
0: Oh boy. Even more, f- like even less of a ride. Wow.
1: Yeah. But cause it's like driving, like you got to focus on driving, you know?
0: this is the stupidest fucking ride I can't all
1: right who are, we, who are you gonna fuck mary Kelp?
0: <sighs> oh man i'm gonna get myself into some travel with chris fresh on this one because he loves the benedict coverback sherlock it's like his favorite show of all time oh really and i think the first couple of caesar seasons well i mean they're only you know like a couple episodes each but i think the first couple are really super good and the last series of that show is complete dog shit and like has retroactively made me hate the rest of it it's so smug and so terrible and so far up its own ass um so as much as i liked benedict cumberbatch's sherlock in the beginning and i think he's you know of those he might be the best actor to play him but i think i gotta kill benedict cumberbatch's sherlock Um, it's harder because we've only like seen the trailer for the new Netflix movie but he's pretty handsome that Henry Cavill so I think maybe fuck him and marry Johnny Miller who I don't really know much about him. I watched quite a bit of elementary. Um, I don't think I ever watched the last season, but most of that show I found to be more enjoyable than most like 20 episode of season procedural shows. And that's because he's really good. And um, Lucy Blue is great as Watson. So I think I would marry Johnny Miller. He just seems sort of like a nice affable dude.
1: He's to be married to Angelina Jolie. Oh, that's right. They
0: did hackers together? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think those are my choices.
1: My dad loves elementary. Like, I don't know why he loves it so much. And also the new live action Mulan like he thinks that's like the best movie that he that the best disney movie that they've ever done i think because donnie yen's in it my dad loves the shit out of donnie yen and gently okay. but that was actually really good i i definitely recommend mulan it, if you go into it thinking that it's going to be a carbon copy of the animated version you're wrong like go into this thinking that you're watching a, a new movie because i mean yeah like a lot of aspects are the same but there's this is probably the most different movie from the original. Like, but it's still good. I I like it. I recommend spending the 29.99 to see it cuz you know, you can sit down with your family and watch it or you know, you can you know, get yourself some popcorn, treat yourself, get yourself a nice little pint of ice cream and watch it like you can't do that at the normal movie theater the normal movie theater you have to buy those like little ice cream things that are like 10 bucks and then you have to get a soda but that's as big as your head but it's like 10 dollars, and you know you can go in the fridge and get yourself like a nice little can of soda for free you know well not for free oh yeah but you know your fridge is free uh, yeah well,
0: no i mean generally i mean most people are paying for food that they eat
1: well, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, like, you're I, not paying I, you know, extra. I, I,
0: pay, I pay for my, no, I'm not paying, like, what are you telling me I'm not paying, I'm paying for the soda.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, like, you've paid for the soda, like, I paid for, you know, the soda I have in the fridge. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm not paying it. extra money to get soda that, you know, I could have just, like, gone home and, like, stashed some sodas in my bra. And you know, go to the movie theater, but bra
0: I, is really where you're gonna stash them. No, because
1: I, I was thinking about that, that but seemed, I'm like, that's, that seems that's, like that's a really bad place. Cold. Yeah, maybe the pants. No, I don't know. It, it. That's why you always bring like those really heavy jackets. But yeah, I, I gotta pick people to fuck, marry, kill. So um, I think I am going to. I can't kill Henry Cavill. Like, Carlos will kill me because that's, like, his man crush. Like, he fucking loves Henry Cavill. Like, he thinks Henry Cavill is a beautiful man, which... Henry Cavill is too perfect for me. Like...
0: He's a bit... Ken
1: doll. And I just can't forgive the fact that when he was 32 years old, he was dating some freshman in college. And he would, like... Go to the football games with her. Like, I would see pictures of them, and I'm like, I, no, thank you. No, thank
0: you. But that's. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. That's disgusting. Now I don't like him. Now he can, like, I'll just kill both him and Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. So,
1: sorry. I gotta kill Henry Cavill. Um, I'll marry Benedict, and then I'll fuck Johnny Lee Miller. Because I feel like a marriage to Cumberbatch would be fine. And Johnny Lee Miller, good time. This reminds me of the um, the Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Yeah. I remember, I probably told this story on the podcast before, but when I saw that movie in the theaters, um, I had just started dating this guy that I was like so excited to date. Like, I was like, everything is beautiful in the world because of this. And he texted me during the movie, and he's like, we need to talk. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, "Uh, we have to break up. And I was like, why? And He's like, because being more than friends is a hassle. I was crushed, but now I think it's funny because just who says that? Like, being more than friends is a hassle. (laughs) It's so stupid.
0: That's that's pretty dumb. I know. That's a pretty poor excuse.
1: It was. So I just... I forever remember, like, Sherlock Holmes for, like, being, like, the movie that I was watching when I got dumped for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that'll stick with you.
1: I just hate those things that just, like, stick with you forever. Like, it just just stuff like that like I can't think of the word hassle now with like just like the being more than friends is a hassle like with that just like (laughs) combined like just that whole sentence just together it's just so funny it's just so funny that the things you know that stick to stick with you you know like Haas and his boy scout stories like I'll never forget running on the treadmill and Haas telling like the story about like how like um The guy was taking a shower and, like, he made, like, a bubble... You know, people make bubble beards, but he made it from his crotch.
0: Did you listen to that episode? Haas, Haas should start a whole podcast that is just... And this is Haas from Blue Harvest, by the way. Haas should start a whole podcast that is just his, like, crazy Boy Scout stories.
1: You know, I was a Girl Scout for, like, many, many years... And like, I went to Girl Scout camp a couple times, but hearing the stories of what would happen at Boy Scout camp, like, wow, like (laughs) a very different animal, very different animal. Like he talks about how like people would like drink and like smoke. Like, I didn't even know that stuff existed when I was like, like, you know, I just remember being at camp and the mom's telling a story about because like, like our campsite was right by the zoo and they're like the animals from the zoo have escaped and one of the moms outside was banging on the door and we're just like Aah! and then this one girl just started freaking the fuck out
0: <laughs> like she was just hyper She's like,
1: like she was just scared
0: that's my Did you, think you were gonna get eaten by a lion
1: no, I did it. I mean, I kind of knew that it was like kind of a joke, but like she did it. Like she thought it was serious and she thought she was going to fucking die. So th- that's what I remember. <laughs> is that poor girl who believed it, you know? Cuz you know, parents fuck around with us as kids, you know. They say, "Oh, you know, if you eat the watermelon seeds then the watermelon is going to grow inside of you." You know, or oh, the animals at the zoo, they they're at the door. And they're knocking that they, they want to come in. But they're knocking. Yeah, I don't know. I just I remember like banging. I don't remember how they did it, but I just yeah, good times, good times at Girl Scout camp. You know, you'd wake up in the morning and you'd be by the rhinos. But thank you, Catherine, for the fuck Mary Kill. Um. Do you want to read the next email or do you want to go to
0: Deadwood? No, we can read the next email because it's about um, what we were talking about. Oh, okay, cool. Um, and this is from Rabia and it's about Joan Vega, GQ interview and the narrative Shut up and be grateful. Hello, fighters. I hope you guys are doing well. About two years ago, I went to political dinner specifically for Canadian Muslim voters there were a large number of politicians, varying levels in government, all trying to sway our group into believing they wanted the best future for us. I hated it. Sorry, my email just stopped there. Um, I went to the next one. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> I hated it. It was an elaborate, long, and transparent effort to pretend that they care about us. But there was no Q&A session. There were no Muslim speakers from politics. Just a lot of white politicians telling us how much they care about us. I bring this up because people can always tell when they're being genuinely listened to and when those in power just pretend to care because they want something from you. I'm not black, so I'm far from the best person to speak about racism directed towards black people, but I sympathize with John Baega, and everyone at Lucasfilm is at fault for the mistreatment of him and his character. Finn had less and less to do as the series progressed and became more of the black comedic side character as time went on. There's nothing wrong with comedy, but he seemed to be made more of the butt of the joke than his white counterparts. John's right when saying the only white characters is give a nuance because I could see it on the screen and I'm sure many others did as well. And the narrative that you should just be grateful for the opportunity is nonsense. No matter how important someone is, they should not be made to feel less than. John was never asked... Sorry, John was never asking to be made front and center. He was asking for equal treatment. And while I hate that we don't live in a better world where he wouldn't need to speak out at protests and interviews, I am tremendously moved that he is doing so. Going forward, Lucasfilm will have to be much more careful about how they treat the Black and Indigenous people of color, actors, and characters. Which brings us to the future. A short while ago, Lucasfilm brought the rights to the YA series Children of blood and bone it's a big deal not just because they usually only make star wars and indiana jones films but because the series has an all-black cast in an african-inspired magical land now i'm worried about the series future in their hands and i pray they won't mess it up like they did star wars but anyways let's hope one day star wars will give us nuanced, well-developed black jedi as lead characters for a series keep on podcasting rabia yeah yeah thank you i hadn't i'd somehow missed that they had bought Children of Blood and Bone. I haven't I haven't read the series. It's I know I have the first book somewhere on my Kindle with a thousand other books that I have not read that. But um I've heard a lot of people talk about that book. And yeah, I, I may maybe be a little bit worried. I don't know. Like, hopefully they do it justice and not be like, hey, we gotta put a bunch of white people in this book.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I've never uh heard of it i'm looking it up right now
0: yeah i just i follow a lot of authors and especially in um sci-fi and fantasy so it's one that's it's come up on my feed a lot and i've seen and i know people really like but
1: well yeah hopefully they won't mess it up or because that's a big big fucking deal if they mess that up Hmm. but thank you rabia always appreciate your well thought out emails Huh, all right. Um, we both went to Deadwood this week. Yes. We met a new person.
0: Yeah. So uh, Mr. W arrives at camp, uh, Francis Wolcott. Brittany, did you recognize the actor who played Francis Wolcott? No. Who is it? Well, you might have seen him so far long ago in season one of Deadwood, where he played Jack McCall. What? That is the reaction I've been waiting for for so long, because that is the reaction I had when I first heard that. That is the same actor who played the guy who killed Wild Bill. Unrecognizable. Well, no. No! Le- yep. I need, a- I need like, a... I mean, there's a couple reasons why it's unbelievable. One, like they did a good job making him look completely different, because he's, you know... He's like he's really clean cut and posh. He doesn't have the droopy eye that Jack McCall had. But also because no series does that. Like you might have on Law, like on Law and Order, will be like, oh, he played a criminal on this season, and then three seasonally regular plays another criminal. But somebody to play two major characters on your show in different seasons is I, I can't I can't think of another time that happened. It's such a weird decision. But it's brilliant. So wait, so Jack McCall is just never going to come back? I mean, he got taken off to prison. They dropped him into town. They've moved on. I just don't get why, like, that's so, that's so weird. I guess David Milch just really fucking likes him, like, as an actor. I mean, it's brilliant, like. But he's good. He's very, and it's a like, it's such a different character that yeah I think I don't even know I may maybe like halfway through the second season when I first heard that it's bananas <laughs> That's the weirdest thing that's just wow Yeah
1: I was really worried that like I had like seen him in something I was like oh god was he on Ghostbusters <gasps> I watched a movie last night Okay what did you watch Speed oh, Okay Keanu Reeves is cute. I like him. <laughs> like he's just so precious like him trying to be like an LAPD officer. It's like, "Honey, no. No." I love Keanu. He's so cute. But uh, yeah, the movie was was interesting. I mean, I didn't I watched I watched it, but like like, when I first started watching it, it was, like, the last half. Then I watched, like, the first half afterwards because there was just, like, this, like, speed marathon on TV. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny when Sandra Bullock got to the wheel and she's like, I had my license provoked because of speeding.
0: <laughs> and just, like, it's not yeah. A, what it's are, not a subtle movie.
1: What are the odds of, you know, her getting behind the wheel and having to speed? And, you know, before that, her losing her license because of speeding like what are the chances of that like that's just amazing like god movies but yeah um yeah i can't get over mr w like he's... that's just insane yeah. Like, yeah he put on a little bit of weight looks like it then he's now wearing a hat and he's got a the nice scruffier. like the nice
0: clean cut. it's like the- he's got the beard but it's super clean like He's got the fancier clothing. He's using a completely different voice. Like, he does not like to be touched. No, he does not like to be touched. No. And, yes, yeah, so he comes in. He is sort of the advanced man for George Hurst. Um, George Hurst is another real historical figure. Uh, they take some license with him, but he, you know, he did, he... Uh, Stuck it really rich with mining um, and then sort of became this big like mining tycoon uh, through often uh, unsavory means. And he is the father of uh, William Randolph Hearst, the newspaper pioneer. But um, yeah, so he's come into town. Before to sort of scope things out for Hearst. And we see him already starting to manipulate people um, like Cy. And the idea is he is starting rumors that when Deadwood is annexed into the United States that the claims that people have will not be honored. And therefore people will want to sell them and then, like, they can buy them up. Like, that's the scheme that he has Psy uh, on. That's a scheme that he also has um, Farnum in on. After Farnum, and a, I gotta say, it's such a great thing when F- Farnum, like, tries to scam this guy before realizing who he is. Farnum's such a little leech. I fucking hate Farnum. And the fact that Alma's,
1: like, planning on buying the hotel from him just chef's kiss on that like i know that my bite her in the ass at the end but like this little fucking rat doesn't deserve shit like farnum is just i can't stand to look at him on my screen like i i was running while watching this and i'm just like i want to go into deadwood and just make him disappear like he is just such a fucking rat
0: (laughs) Like, yeah, he's a little, like, he's a little weasel. It's I was as... really
1: waiting for Mr. W to, like, do something about the little rat. But, no, maybe next time.
0: <laughs> um, and so he, like, what I like about the introduction of Mr. W is he's instantly involved in so many stories. Like, he's got the stuff going on with Farnham. He's got the stuff going on with Psy. He's also involved with Maddie, who is the... um. Madam, who has gone into opening the brothel with Joni because um, Mr. W is what Maddie refers to as a specialist, which means he has um, non standard sexual preferences. Uh, in his case, uh, violent, non consensual ones. Oh. And. There is a, like, cause she, you know, she talks about how he, he likes to, he likes to hurt women. And sometimes he gets carried away. And there is apparently a girl in particular who worked with Maddie out in, where were they? Like, were they in New York? I think they were in New York. I don't remember where they're coming from. But there was a girl that she had that he wanted. So she is bringing her out to him. And uh, we'll see how that plays out because Joni does not like this guy. Yeah, man. She brought her gun in with him. Man, that scene with, with him and Joni is really great, though. Yeah. I- yeah, because like, Joni is not the type who is like willing to play with handing over a girl who she knows he's going to hurt. Like, that's that's not something she's going to be okay with. I love Joni yeah she's great uh what else happens oh we get like jane like is that charlie's and that's sweet like there's a nice little moment between them
1: yeah and she drinks water for the first
0: time <laughs> uh what do you think in all of alma in this episode I mean, beyond the Farnham stuff, but the stuff with like Miss Ingram. Yeah, because she
1: fired her, right? For speaking out against her boyfriend. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, this, like, Seth is. No, just. He's not good. This isn't a good thing. Like, the fact that she's making these rash decisions you know, because of, you know, people speaking out against him, like he's not in the right state of mind. She's not in the right state of mind. And, you know, they should have known, you know, before his family was going to come, you know, to Deadwood that, you know, this probably is a bad idea. And seeing what it's become, you know, seeing like the awkward interactions with, you know, his brother's wife and his brother's kid, his brother's kid, like, oh, power went out. Um. Yeah, Uh-oh, oh, it froze. Yeah. Dang it. Connection lost. Hey everyone, it's Brittany. Hello. Uh due to the wildfires here in San Diego County, my power shut off. So we weren't able to finish recording this episode unfortunately. But don't worry. I'm okay. But unfortunately, a lot of people here in California aren't. So let's just keep California in our thoughts. I feel like the whole state is on fire. And it's very scary. These fires are vicious and very unforgiving. But, well, on that note, um, you can find me on Instagram as Emily as E.F. Lynn on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, the show is on Instagram and Twitter as Uh You can send us email at cantobytepod at gmail.com or send us voicemail. Send us anything. We appreciate it so much. But yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate every single one of you love you all bye
2: here we go yo 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 and away we go it's time to serenade my girl
0: Lindo. sorry the ladies where i had to say no but if i'm cheating on sabrina it's on canto no shame in the game make even rogue one seem tame but i blame it on grit with a ginger main main yeah that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves
2: y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock yeah. Canto bite episode 100 hey, yo, I'm back, no fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay and I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct when they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Start off with my RC's, Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch with canto bitch number one Josh made it a team and had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream that made him show me his O-face Got to meet Turbo and throw back some brews Fish tacos and San Fran, you know he approved Rebecca from Perth, I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity dude I didn't forget this is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Rubia and Adele often email the show I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grosso Jesse McG busted a rap for me Met her and horse, be it scum and villainy King Tom, Death Watch, the most regal of fathers Got to behold the luscious locks of strata Shouted Rusty last time, so I shouted Raj too You know the list ain't complete without less and boo This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches, all the canto bitches This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches, all my canto bitches Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic Where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt I don't know, maybe ask the girls if yaddle squirts Take your CBD, send in your top threes And you'll always be a bitch like me Get America